Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. We are thrilled to join you on 610 ESPN, ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. Jeff will have Casper Shabilko from the Philadelphia Union joining us in about 10 minutes. Well done. You were just happy that I didn't yes. butcher uh-huh. his name Well, there. to be fair, you've had you've had two different shows to be able to pronounce it correctly. I may or may not have been practicing in right. the car on the way over. Separately. Um, <laughs> I would have paid to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I, I didn't want to sound as dumb as I do sound sometimes. Uh-huh. You ever listen back to yourself and realize, like, why did I say that? Or no. do, you, do you just not listen back because you don't want to be like, why did I say that? <laughs> No, I always know that I'm saying the right thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Positive. Hey, j- look, I was the guy who's been saying for two years now, be patient with Mickey Moniak, correct? Oh, we're starting off the show yeah, That's right. this week. Uh-huh. We talked about it pre-show, so I figure, you know, might as well bring it up. For those out there, uh, Mickey Moniak was just named the Eastern League All-Star for the season. You just so, like, you just so like pa- being, And he's still one of the youngest players you in like double You like being proven right. Can we talk about player development in the NFL to start the show? Sure. It's the preseason. Are you excited? <laughs> week three last night you're not even waiting for my answer nope because you know what it is didn't really care. this is ridiculous <laughs> uh, why are they still playing these games i don't know it's it's literally a war of attrition every time somebody gets hurt you're just going what's the point so we can decide who the last three roster spots on a team are okay well i it's funny you say that because i will be interested That's not that to funny. see i'm being serious you will know whether the preseason actually mattered for the eagles by whether greg ward deshaun hall and like a third player end up making the roster right. or not because Greg and look I'm sure their parents are really happy but do you care I, I actually think that Greg Ward has some potential I'd like to know why they're not putting Greg Ward out back there to return punts and kicks. no no but but okay so those are the last three roster spots yes I do care you're not an Eagles coach and you're saying okay Greg Ward should make the team do we need four preseason games for that to be happening no just put Jason on the sideline. Pick him. But there's a third preseason game last yeah. night, suspended for lightning. How much of the game... <laughs> for lack of interest is what it was suspended <laughs> that for. Yeah. How much of the game did Jeff Cohen watch last night? First quarter. First quarter? Yeah. That's more than I thought. Well, what else is there to watch? I'm not watching for who the 51st guy is that, on you the roster. The actual interesting stuff. What was happened. the actual interesting stuff? Ortega Whiteside actually played well. Okay. Uh, yeah. Against who? I understand. Against Against their first team defense at time, actually. Come on. Really? Yes. Not scheming. Are are you telling me that was the entire first team defense? No. No, it wasn't. I think you can look at players and say they belong out on the field and they don't. I think you can do that by practice. That's a different question. I think you can do that by the four years of video if you have them in college. I'm not debating the merits of whether or not there should be a games anymore. I'm just saying there was a game. So you don't want to debate sports issues on a sports show. No, I agree with you that they shouldn't have all those preseason games. So I'm not really arguing with you. It's kind of a boring debate if we're both on the same side. Oh, I'm preaching to the choir. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Take the lead on that. Uh I was saying there was an actual preseason football game last night. Where? In the, the link. Uh, the same place the women's soccer team are going to play next week. Th- I'd rather watch it. Well, I definitely would rather watch that than a preseason <laughs> football game. I'd rather watch them than most things. Can we? They're t- really good. They are. But yeah. can we talk a little bit about what you're seeing with the Eagles team right now? So Nothing. Nate Subfeld yeah. out with surgery. Uh, Cody Kessler, I don't know if he's going to make this roster at this point. Josh McCown comes out of retirement at ESPN to... Go like sixteen of twenty, and he got him. Look, he got himself a couple million dollars guaranteed. He did. apparently he he got a lot more than ESPN was paying him. Yeah, because if he was getting paid the same thing, which would you prefer? No, I mean I'd sit in a booth and right. not get hit. Yeah. I, I totally. Plus, understand. he's got that nice hairdo <coughs> that he's got to protect. Oh, look at you! I think you're jealous. Are you jealous of his no, hair? No, I have my hair. hair. <laughs> 
That's what <laughs> you take everything as a slight against you. Like I say something and it's like it's an attack on you. Yeah. All right, Eagles are one and two in the preseason. Do you care? No. Thank you. Oh, actually, you know what? There's something that I do want to discuss yes. briefly. So before the game, there was actually on one of the 17 ESPN stations a a, a we're on ESPN. I didn't say that it was bad to have them. Just like, I wish you know. they would have the Ocho for more than one day, actually. Oh, I watched that. Well, yeah, but why did they have it on the 7th instead of the 8th? Uh, we're getting, side, we're getting sidetracked. What do I know? They actually had, um, they, they had fantasy football, and they also had uh, gambling recommendations for preseason football. Now, That's why I was surprised they didn't resume the game, by the way, <laughs> because I figured for gambling... They would have so, to finish so the game. Here, here's what I have to say about that. Anybody that lost money on betting the Eagles preseason game deserves to lose double. So I'm because gonna, I'm just going to say this. I, I know I don't I know. agree with you. Yeah. Because why? As somebody who has lost money on previous preseason games, come at on. A, at a time in my life when that, that's what I was doing, when I was doing no, no, no. Betting, uh, look, uh, uh, hey, look, I'm I'm all would, I'm all good with that. You cannot tell me that you bet on preseason football games. Why can't I? Because cause even I, I thought more of you than that. I'm sorry. I bet on pretty much anything that there how was do you, at the time. How do you bet on a preseason football game? The same way you do a regular football game. You yeah, put money the, down and then you hold but your the breath assumption, and it pays off. But the assumption in a regular football season football game is that all the players are going to play unless they I get injured. I did not say it was a wise you have, choice. You I have no idea who's coming in. You just know they're really bad. Again, I didn't say that it was something that was smart to do. I'm just saying, back in the day when I was gambling at that time, it didn't matter to me is, what is, kind. Of, football was football. Is that when you knew you hit rock bottom? No, when I owed a lot of money was when I knew that I hit rock bottom. <laughs> See, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I don't know what to say anymore. Just be. I think the show's over. <laughs> just, just be honest. <laughs> Drop the mic right there. Um, did you watch last night? Uh, the running backs. Any thoughts of them? I, I'm leaving no. the gambling there because no. it's not going to go any place. No. So you're going no. to be like, really? No. You did that? Yes, no. I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, Carson Wentz looked great. So, all right. On the sideline, did you watch? He the didn't get hurt. Did you watch the Carolina Panthers game last night? No. Did you see Cam Newton in a walking boot because so, he hurt so his foot? You just asked me if I watched the game. I said no, right? I, uh, and then you said, "Did you see him get hurt?" They are I wouldn't have seen him get hurt if I didn't watch the game. You wa you follow Twitter. You yeah. could have seen the pictures without seeing the game. Anyway, he hurt I his purposely foot in a preseason game NFL that preseason. we've all admitted means nothing. Yeah. So I'm totally fine with them not playing Carson Wentz, especially right. if not all of your offensive line is going to play. I don't see why people have such an issue. There's with that. only one person that I really wish was playing right now. Actually, two. Who? Antonio Brown. Okay. Because I want to see somebody just go after Did him. Did you see what John Gruden said? And, and Ezekiel Elliott. Which okay, we're going to get. Yeah, we're going to get to him right, later. Okay. Let's. Did let's, you see what yeah, John what Gruden, Gruden said this time? So Antonio Brown was. I guess with all the foot issues and peeling that he's had, he, yeah. he had to like take. And, his, and, and he wants us to believe that's he why to, he was holding on, it. on hard knocks. He had yeah. to take his socks off because he said that it was burning. Yeah. And Gruden said maybe you should try cryotherapy. <laughs> was he for, joking? For, I don't know. Freeze it back up. Let's go back to that the was Eagles. one of the nastiest pictures I ever saw. Was of his it feet. was gross. Let's yeah. go back to the Eagles roster. Corey Clement going to be the fourth back on this team. Who are going to be the first three? Sanders, yeah. Howard, yeah. Sproles. Not in that order. And then Corey Clement. Howard should be the starter. I don't think so. Are you 
Serious? I think that in this offense, by a, How? By a few weeks in, Sanders will be the starter. And Wait, Howard's Sanders is a rookie. I understand that. There is no way Doug Peterson is starting game one with Sanders as the starter. I didn't say game one. I said a few weeks in. Yeah. I think he will overtake Howard as the workhorse on uh, this team. No way. I, I, we'll no see. way. I, I just think they think very highly. They, I think they think very highly of him and Ortega Whiteside, both of them. And I think you think highly of Arthur Whiteside. I do. Yeah. I think very highly of him. You can see that he knows Jordan how to run Howard routes. is a good running back. Uh, you're preaching to the choir here. Why? I've did been, you take him on your fantasy team? I've had him for years. I don't have him this year, but I've wanted him. Did you already have your draft? Two drafts. Yes, I'm in multiple fantasy leagues. So how many are you in total? I'll be in three total. And so no, you have one no, more and, draft. And no, none of them have you. I know you wanted to join. Sorry. That's fine. So Just don't our, give me a hard time that, that I'm not in anymore. For our listeners, Jeff has finally decided he's ready to come over to the fantasy dark side. Back to it. And he, I, I, I took a couple of years off. And he asked me about joining a league, and they were and all And he full. said no. They were all full. No, that's not true. I, it's not like What I do you mean they're all full? Well, like, what would have happened if there was another team? It's not like I can toss people What out does that them. mean, they're all full? That the, there's a certain amount of teams in the league, and Why? all of them have owners. What would have happened? I have no idea. You just would have gotten less good players. Did you watch the offensive and then line? You, and then you would have gotten to have Greg Ward on your team as your 17th. I, did, I didn't get Whatever position he's going to play this year. I did not get Greg Ward Jr. Did you watch the offensive line last night at all? Yeah. Yeah? Uh-huh. Any, For the first quarter. <laughs> I think Dillard looks pretty good, by the way, as yeah. a rookie again. Uh-huh. All right. So You're very uh, high on the rookies. I am. I actually Look think they you. had a pretty good draft class this uh-huh. year. I mean, Dillard had some penalties, but the whole game was sloppy. You ready to talk some soccer? I am. Uh-huh. All right, Casper Shaboka, are you there with us? I think Casper just answered. Casper, <laughs> <laughs> are you ready? Casper, are you ready to talk some soccer? <laughs> I am. I'm ready. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Exciting weekend. Back at it against DC United. Tell us a little bit of what it's been like uh, these last couple of weeks with the team as you guys push towards the playoffs here. Yeah, I mean, like we've been doing so well, like during the whole season, so. Um, going to be like very interesting especially like the, that time right now like you know the Washington is coming uh, we played a, a great uh, game against them when we've been there so uh, yeah, tomorrow everyone is on fire just uh, just to do the same like like we did like in the NBC alright well Casper before we talk about the, the the real soccer games there's a big battle okay. there's a rumor that there is a big battle going on within the union between you and Harris Madunian and at the pool table is this true? <laughs> what is it like a big what? That, that you and you and Harris Madunian are playing pool or billiards a lot, and oh, that, and, yeah. and that there's that there's like a season long battle. <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah, we started playing like I don't know, like two or three months ago, and we do it like all the time, like before practice we play one round, and uh, after practice we play the second round. But he's so amazing in this game he, he he's professional he, i think he could uh, after he retires in soccer he can play like full professional because he's so good but i'm so ambitious and uh, i hope i will beat him this season uh once uh, and i would uh, i would be happy about that has has anybody on the team beaten him this year um to be honest i don't know like i think uh, i'm the only one who's playing against him um but uh, but he was also so great in table tennis we also had our like ping pong table uh, in our locker room, and he, he was beating everyone. And uh, now we ch- switched to the pool, and he's still destroying everyone, like in every kind of sport. <laughs> All right. So who's the, who's the most competitive guy on the union 
off the soccer field? Off the soccer field, like, com- uh, I mean, like, Can Harris. <laughs> Harris. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, he's all about it. No, I, mean, I know, I mean, we've become, we become also, like, good friends, but, uh, like, he's, he's really good, like, in almost everything. <laughs> I was going to say, can you talk about the importance of that? We often look at the play of people on the field, but the, the camaraderie of the team off the field, can you talk about how important those relationships are to becoming the team that you guys have oh. been on the pitch this season? Okay. Can you repeat it again? Like it's like it was very quiet. Can can you talk about how important it is off the field to develop those relationships with your teammates? We we often look at how the team plays on the field, but those relationships. I mean, go ahead. I mean, I mean, it it, it depends. Uh, I had also like players that they were like fighting beside the field, but on the field they become like uh, like a family. So uh, I think in the end it's just. Being professional on the field and uh, off the field, I mean, it's also like a, it's a good sign if you if you if you have like a good relationship to all your teammates beside the field, and and this is the, what I appreciate here because uh, everyone is good with everyone, and uh, that's why I enjoy all the time like uh, coming every morning in the locker room, smiling with everyone. There's like a good atmosphere. Um, I appreciate it, but in the end, it, uh, it doesn't matter if you're just good with him beside the field or on the field. Like you have to be professional. This is what we do every day. We prepare for the game and then uh, should work like on the field. All right. So you mentioned that that you see a lot of your teammates smiling when you come into the locker room. Uh, can you tell I mean, us if I, I have a big I have a big smile when I step in the locker room because I already see like some guys joking there and I know already what's uh, what's going on there. So so it's like a great atmosphere. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So so the real question then is is do you ever see Coach Curtin smiling? <laughs> Of course, <laughs> he smiles. He smiled when we did our interview with him. Yeah, I'm not on not on the pitch. You don't see him smiling very often. No, he's serious. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I've seen him smiling like a couple of times. <laughs> well, some of the goals you've scored that definitely puts a smile on his face. Can you talk about? I hope. I hope you're you're somebody who who played over in Europe and you've played here in the MLS. There's been a lot of talk about the differences between the leagues and the games. Can you talk a little bit about that for our listeners? What the some of the differences between playing here in the MLS, playing over in Europe? To be honest, like when, when I was like thinking about America, there was like all this pressure this is about the America, like it was underrated. Everyone just told me like it's so bad, don't go there. I came here just just also like for the beginning, just to say hello, uh, just to do also my trial here. And I was impressed when I saw also like my teammates who I'm playing with right now. Um, about about uh, this uh, this all like everything around like the complex the stadium uh, it's, it's 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 so nice it's so professional that I really like uh, that I said like yeah, I need to go there like I need to I need to be here because uh, everything was like perfect and uh, yeah most of the guys like in Germany and Europe they underestimate like the, the league they think it's so it's gonna be so easy. And uh, and then you know I I had my first game and then I realized oh no it's not there, there are a lot of like individual good guys uh, but also uh, like it's very physical here so uh, so if anyone would ever just talk about the MLS it's, it, it, that it's like a weak uh, weak league uh, I would never say that again. What was your experience like when you first came to Philadelphia? Was it what you expected? Like, was it better? What was it like? First experience when I came was the weather. It was so hot and humid. <laughs> I just stepped out of the <laughs> airport. It was 
immediately sweating. I just thought, like, what's going on here? I thought, like, Philadelphia is, like, more colder than, like, in Germany where I'm living. And I just stepped out. I was totally wet. <laughs> that was my first impression, like, about the weather. And then, yeah, of course, all these big streets, big houses, skyscrapers. I came here. I was just impressed about the skyline. And, uh, yeah, that was, like, my first impression of Philadelphia. I, I, it was like a wow effect. And so, what what's the what's the food that you like most from Philadelphia? <laughs> Jeff asked the, the hard food? hitting question. Yes, <laughs> I mean, like a bunch of uh, great food here, but I, you know, I like I love sushi, so that's why I've been here like most of the time, like in some sushi spots. Nice. And uh, yesterday, I tried the the first sushi in the Fat Salmon here in Philly. It was so delicious. Mm. One of the best sushi I've ever tried in my life. Very nice. Now, you guys will be back at Talent Energy Stadium this Saturday night for the game against D.C. United. We, we've seen the atmosphere down there this year. Can you talk about that a little bit and the Suns of Ben and what it's like for the players there to have those fans there? Oh, wow, that, that's, that's really great. Like, last home game, um, wow, it was amazing, amazing atmosphere in the stadium. It's almost sold out. I don't know like, if, if, it, if it was sold out, but... But everyone was just, you know, like celebrating uh, with us when we scored the goal, and we—that's what—that's the reason why I play soccer. I, I mean, like, uh, I'm my job is like to score goals, and in the end, it's also important like to collect these three points. But in the end, it's such a great feeling when it doesn't matter if I score the goal or some of my teammates score the goal. Um, it's it's just like a great feeling that everyone celebrates together, and uh, I like also the group song here. So. Every time when I'm playing home, I just want to just I would not not only me, but like I just want like if someone scores a goal because I want to celebrate with uh, with all these fans and and this fucking great good song. <laughs> do you, do you ever um, listen to, to some of the things that the the Sons of Ben fans say to some of the other <laughs> the, the other guys? No, <laughs> Jeff. We'll fill you in sometime. Yeah, we'll we'll fill we'll fill you in one day. Jeff went out there and he was uh, impressed with some of their chants. You mentioned the the celebrations. I'd I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. Uh, Ali Bedoya a few weeks ago against DC United made a, a statement mm-hmm. about gun control, um, which was supported by the team and the players. The following week, you scored your goal and held up the "O Captain, My Captain" shirt. Um, he didn't seem to know about that. Can you talk to us a little bit about athletes using that platform and and your support and the team's support for Ali over it? I mean, this, it's a great, great uh, thing what he just uh, did like against DC. I, I just realized it like after the game because uh, I didn't know that he was like uh, saying something like, like that. And then, you know, I also heard about it and I was like impressed that he was thinking about it because it's like a big issue here in America. And uh, I support him in, in every kind of way what he's doing about that. Um, it's. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a soccer player or not. Like, uh, we should just think about it. And um, I'm just impressed of this guy that he really like. Uh, just try to change something here about this kind of topic. Casper, you you've become uh, one of a handful of people in the history of the union that scored more than ten goals in the regular season. Um, what do you attribute your your goal scoring ability to, and and your improvement? Um, like w- w- how I scored it. Now, what do you mean about the effects of the question again? <laughs> uh, so, so you've you've so, now scored more than ten goals. Uh, there's very few uh-huh. people in union history that have done that. 
how, how have you improved to become the goal scorer that you've been in the leading goal scorer on this team? I mean, it was a it was a big fight in the beginning. I had like a lot of competition, like especially like in my position, we had a lot of strikers in the beginning of the season, in the preseason, and uh, I knew I had to, I, I had to fight for for my place here. And now I'm just happy that uh, that I really like fight 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 it for it. And uh, because it, it, it's a it's for every striker like being in that kind of team, it's it's like a dream because you get so many opportunities, so many chances to score a goal, and uh, I just wanted. Uh, Say thanks to everyone like who's believing in me and giving me that trust. So to the coaches, to, to my teammates, to all the supporters here, fans, everyone around. Um, yeah, just to say thank you for for, for the support and uh, for the trust. And that's that's my job. I'm, I mean, I strike, I have to score, but uh, I'm also happy that it's going so well for the team, also for myself. Um, but uh, it's it's a hard work. Like yeah, I have to work like every day for it. Can you talk about what it's been like to be with players like Brendan Aronson and, and the younger guys that are coming through the Union Academy and how important that is for the long-term success of this team to grow their own young players? Brendan and Brendan Aronson is such a young, talented guy in our team and uh, he also deserves this kind of minutes that he got already like in, in this season and uh, he's doing so well and it's also important like for... I think also for the club that they educate also a lot of young people, um, just uh, here like homegrown uh, players, and uh, yeah, I hope that uh, that they will find as much uh, like more players like Brendan Aronson because he's doing it so well, and he's also one of the biggest faces right now for Philadelphia Union. Uh, I'm just happy for this for for him because he's also like working hard every day and uh, he, he just deserves that. So, how excited are you for the playoff push? I'm so I'm very excited, but uh, it's still it's still uh, not not that close, you know. Like it's still like a like a long way to the playoffs because we have like seven games uh, left, and uh, we we need like to fight for every point just to get like a great position at the table in the end of the season, and hopefully uh, we will just win also like a couple of games, uh, yeah, to play our first round at home. And um, I can't, I mean, like, I can wait, like, for the game for tomorrow, and you're just talking about the playoffs, so I'm so excited <laughs> about tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, I hope we just, that we will collect some points uh, to have, like, a great position at the end of the season. Well, we can't wait to see you and the team tomorrow, and, and hope you can keep collecting those points to get a home game. That would be crazy to see the stadium rocking for a, a playoff game there. We wish you the best <laughs> of luck and look forward to continue following the team. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you so much. I will just tell them. And uh, yeah, sorry for my English. I hope you understood uh, what I wanted to say. Oh, and, uh, you, you did. Thanks for the great interview. You did great. Thank you so much, Casper. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. Jeff, I, I, I always love talking to the players. You just, you can it, send. It, it really is. It's such a good group of guys. And it's such a, you know, soccer is, is probably one of the most diverse growing sports in America. And, and maybe around the world. And it's amazing how guys from different walks of life and different corners of the earth can all come together and be able to communicate in, in the language they play and be able to, to get along, as he said, and thrive. And, and this team, I mean, I can't tell you how many, how many different countries they have players from, and they all seem to mesh. They don't have, they don't have a Zlatan, right? But they, but they have a bunch of really great players who the sum is greater than the parts. That's a good and that's way. kind of what you want, right? That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, can, can we go back to our previous discussion on gambling for a second? 
Why? Do you want to bet me? So, no. <laughs> that's what, you know what, that's that's what my fraternity brother said, like, right after I quit gambling. They what? were so supportive. He wanted to like, bet you. That like, I'll you bet were. you you won't stop betting. Um, apparently, see, we're open with each other on the radio yeah. for everybody. Uh-huh. Apparently, my mom, who listens oh, to the show, no. well, you didn't it. know that I bet on preseason games. So I got a text message during, just now? during the interview <laughs> saying uh, that she just learned that. So, uh, uh, Mom, Mom, Jason, turn turn off the radio. <laughs> yeah. No, like she was never a fan of um, the fact that I had that departure in my life to, uh-huh. go, to go down the gambling trail. But uh, apparently we, we made news from Mom today. So thank Well, you. there you go. Any anytime. Uh, let's Is there talk- anything else you want to confess to? Nope. I'm good. All right, I'm good, good now. Okay. Oh, that's all I want to talk about uh-huh. on the air. Uh, let's talk. Let's stay at Lincoln Financial Field. We are going to be down there next Thursday night. A little soccer for the women's national team coming little in. Little soccer. Little soccer. They're going to be huge. They're going to break the record yeah. for the most people attending a women's friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've already sold over 44,000 44, seats. Yeah. Your thoughts on their tour, what's going on? Are you excited to be there? I know you're more excited than the preseason games. I can't tell you how excited I hear other people are. I mean, look, I'm excited. We've had Julie Ertz on the show. We've had Carly Lloyd on the show. We've had Sammy Mewis on the show. Uh, We've even had J.P. Delacamera, who called the game on the show, to talk about it. And it's it's hard not to root for this group of people. They're they're so good at what they do, and and they're such a likable group. Uh, but this means more than again just this game. I mean, I, I was I was away on vacation last week. I forgot to uh, ask you about. Yeah, that. No, but but my point is, I I was with with some relatives who are huge fans, and, and it, it's amazing to see how much pride, um, not just girls, boys have in this team, and how much the the possibility exists to grow the game. On the women's side, and I think that this group of people, you know, we, we always talk, they've talked about it since I was a kid, yes, since I watched Pele, um, about growing the game I of soccer. I wasn't even going to make a comment there. Uh, well, I, I figured I'd it cut go. it off at the pass. But <laughs> you decided to drop a line there. No, I, but I, but I think the, ML, the MLS is continuing to grow, and people like Casper are, are a reason for that. And I think on the women's side, the same potential exists. And this tour... Um, I hope is just the beginning, not the end. Well, you saw they moved the the game in New Jersey from um, Red Bull Ruck, Rutgers up to oh, the yeah, Red Rutgers. Bull Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, they're they're try- definitely trying to grow. Well, the wait, league. wait, hold on a second. They, Rutgers football was it? Where was it? Rutgers football stadium? No, your sec field. Um, oh, oh, it okay. seats like five thousand, and so they they. Uh, well, well Ruck- what does Rutgers football hold? Seven. <sighs> dislike you so much I think it holds more than that the question is how many people are there by halftime I really dislike you when we talk about football for colleges because you have a good team and I wait what was it two weeks ago you you had bragging rights on who had the nicer locker room that's true for about 10 minutes I had bragging rights on Rutgers then we went back to reality yeah can we talk a little bit let's go back to MLS because you talk about what the women's league needs to keep growing Mm -hmm. the men's league awarded a couple more franchises this week and they're getting a lot of celebrity investors St. Louis and what was the other one uh Texas oh I didn't hear about the Texas they have a a team in Texas and Matthew McConaughey they uh, already have a team in Houston I I think it's Dallas Matthew McConaughey is going to be uh, mm-hmm. invest an investor in that. Well, there's in also the Seattle be- team. You have Ciara and right. Russell Wilson. Uh, so, are, is well, that- t- uh, well, and don't forget that Miami's going to get a team when they can find a non-toxic site. 
Details, details. <laughs> but if they get a few more celebrity owners, they can do like a celebrity soccer game at their all-star game for the owners. It really? Be like a celebrity owner. Game. Yeah, well, you better have a celebrity hamstring expert I think it's to take Im- care of all the people that'll get hurt I think it's important it. for those leagues, though, as they continue to grow to get uh-huh. this buy-in from outside investors and, yeah, and people th- that will mainstream it more. Uh, when you're marketing in Texas, having Matthew McConaughey in a, isn't a bad idea for the locals. They... They know that there, and nationally, people know that. So mm-hmm. I think it's good for marketing for them to can- continue to have. Are they all going to be driving Lincolns on their way into the game? <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> to say something. Why don't we hit the break when we come back? I want to talk about the dumpster fire that is the Dallas Cowboys way of handling. No, I don't Ezekiel think it's a dumpster Elliott. fire. I think it's awesome. Uh, well, you do. Yeah. Uh, stick with us. We'll come right back. Sports lets people live their dreams, overcome obstacles, and achieve goals. But what's your unimaginable? Do you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself? push your limits? The A Fatty clothing brand believes we're all capable of going far beyond we previously imagined to overcome your obstacles and achieve your goals. Life gives you the chance to push harder, to dream bigger, and to do whatever it takes to conquer the unimaginable. And to do it with A Fatty on you, the original street leisure clothing brand. Taking you into the weekend with the latest news in the world of sports. With the biggest names on and off the field. It's the Heart of Sports each and every Friday at 4 p.m. on 610 ESPN with former players, reporters, and commentators like Adam Schefter, John Runyon, Keith Jones, Trey Thomas, and Doug Glanville. Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen cover the agony and ecstasy of fandom while weaving in conversations about the impact of sports on society. That's the Heart of Sports, Fridays at 4 p.m. Welcome back to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. Jeff, do you want to tell the listeners how I was wrong again? Uh, what about where the teams are going to be? Yeah, Tyler, what, Tyler what? who's hanging out in the studio, uh, the Texas teams in Austin. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, my, we're, they already have Dallas FC and he, my, the Houston Dynamo, so it's going to be in Austin. Show but. mistake. Normally, I don't catch till afterwards and have to wait a whole we're, week. You know to what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to have a segment after extra time. Jason's that's going to be yeah, mistake time. What what did I screw up today? Yes. Can we error time? Can we stay in Texas for a few minutes? No. Let no. Let's 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 do it. You can go to Napa. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. That's right. How about them Cowboys? Jeff, who needs Zeke Elliott? Zeke who? Um, <laughs> tell me what's going on with the Cowboys right now. The, the amazing part I mean the amazing part of Jerry Jones is is the sheer arrogance with which he says things. So this is his star player. Look, I want Ezekiel Elliott out of the game as much as possible, right? We want the Cowboys to stink. I think we can all. I think that's something the whole country can come in together. Other around. than Dallas fans, other than Dallas fans, people right? People agree that Dallas should. Stink. But but to say, okay, so he he was asked a question about Zeke Elliott, who's holding out for those that don't know it, and for some reason Zeke's decided that he's going to the islands instead <laughs> instead of being where he should be practicing. And he's holding out, and, and they ask him, uh, Jerry Jones, a question, and he says, Zeke who? Now, Zeke and his agent both say, or get the word out, that he's offended by this. And Jerry Jones, who's trying to sign him, and probably, if he's a good negotiator, wants to sign him for as little as he can get away with signing him, instead of finding a way to lower the, the volume on it, says he's earned the right to disrespect him based on what jerry is it because it's not based on you being a great owner well i'll give him he made a lot of money and from what i what it seems is it's because daddy had a lot of money but he's got a lot of money he can do what he wants with the team but what he hasn't done is one 
Ever since uh, his former coach left, Jimmy Johnson, he hasn't Bar- won. Barry Switzer. No, it. come on. With Jimmy Johnson. Ba- Barry Switzer came in and inherited something that was impossible do to lose with. Do not make me defend Dallas on right. the show. I refuse but to do But since that. that time, several decades ago, so, so tell me, they've stunk. How is Dak Prescott now involved with this whole thing? Because uh, supposedly uh, Elliot's new trainer has decided to, who Who's happens to a appears to be Marshall Falk. This keeps um, getting weirder. <laughs> decides to say that if the Cowboys sign Dak Prescott, the quarterback that would be handing off to Ezekiel Elliott, that if the Cowboys sign him, they'd be he's going to be a quote bum end quote. I'm sure that'll go over well in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. What's the point of that? And then he says that Elliott should be upset that they signed Jalen Brown to an extension before they signed him. Isn't what players normally say when somebody else signs a long-term Nothing. deal? Don't is they No, not? it's usually I'm happy for th- yeah. that he's gotten what he's entitled to. Because they want to get paid. Right. You don't say that I'm jealous that one of my teammates got it. doesn't make sense to me. So uh, there isn't a lot of cohesiveness in that locker room. They may want to start playing some ping pong and billiards themselves you, together. You think he misses playing time? You think he misses regular season games? Or no, I think he, I think he walks in a week beforehand. So next week, sometime he'll show up, and it, just like it, it's just like Antonio Brown. This is all a game to avoid preseason. Nobody wants to do the OTAs. Nobody wants to do the preseason. Nobody wants to do the workouts. They'll all work out with their trainers, and they'll show up. And, and for a like, running back, it's fine. It's not like Elliott is going to miss a beat if if he shows up a week before. It him. does look like Melvin Gordon may not show up. It looks like he may hold out a little bit in San Diego. He's got no leverage. That's it, none. He has zero leverage. They have Aaron Eckelar there. The running backs are, unfortunately for them, a dime a dozen. You keep seeing guys replacing other guys, except for the Giants who decide they're going to blow their first-round pick on someone. And, and trust me, Saquon Barkley is awesome, but... You, that wasn't what they needed at the time. But they have Daniel Jones now. Uh, so that's where you're going to go? They, they, the savior. I told you off the, the savior. air. The savior. Daniel best, Jones. The best tweet I saw in picture, it was uh, Daniel Jones with a media scrum around him and Eli changing his shoes next to him. And the tweet was uh, the star quarterback for the Giants and some guy putting on his shoes. It was <laughs> who, highly, was, who was Eli? <laughs> it was highly entertaining to me. Let's talk other football stuff. Is Carly Lloyd going to get Wait, do we not want to talk about Antonio Brown? I'll get there. Oh, okay. I'm going to get there. <laughs> you want to get to the real football player before that and Carly Lloyd? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll get there. Uh, Carly Lloyd was at the Eagles-Ravens joint practice yeah. nailing 55-yard field goals yeah. by, on the by, narrow by the field way, goal bars. By the way, I immediately tweeted something about the Bears should try her out, but I guarantee you there were thousands of people at the same time that were having that exact same thought. Apparently, she's gotten inquiries from the Bears. Looking, no, from football teams, seeing if she's interested. Oh, in- wait, you saying the Bears aren't a football team? <laughs> I don't know whether the Bears inquired. <laughs> I wasn't commentating on whether or not. Aren't a they the team. team that really needs one? You would think they don't seem to be able to get over the double doink. Yeah, they seem like it's still in their head. Uh, I, you know, I did a tour of there a few weeks ago, and and they have not gotten over the double doink. No, yeah. not at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, has Antonio Brown found a helmet yet? <laughs> See, he's full of bleep too. Yeah, don't make us bleep but, you. Because this whole helmet thing was just him finding a way that he didn't want to go to practice. Okay. There's no question because all of a sudden he's got a helmet on. So you don't he's, believe Drew Rosenhaus' story that he's worn this helmet since Pee Wee and <laughs> it's really hard he, for him to change a helmet. 
two questions I have for yes, you. Yes, I read what? that quote with no. a straight face and started laughing after. <laughs> no, you haven't read with a straight face. You're not doing it now. <laughs> two questions. First of all, do you ever believe anything Drew Rosenhaus says? No. Second okay, question. So, <laughs> <laughs> second question. Is it a good idea to continue to play with the same helmet and the same technology that you played with in peewee football? I would think no, but he, for some reason he it's, it, he's care. they're making the dumbest arguments you could possibly make. He's sitting there saying that the reason that he needs a less safe helmet is because he can't, his peripheral vision is blocked. One, he's had a year. They've been warned a year ago that they had to do this. Second of all, the league is is trying to cut down on concussions, and he wants a helmet that's less safe for concussions. And three, why is it that every single wide receiver in the NFL can play with another helmet and not have these peripheral vision? Does he are his eyes situated on some other part of his head than any other wide receiver? I wasn't prepared for that question. <laughs> I think that he as well will find a helmet that magically fits and be there uh, when it starts. But he did miss the game last night on the shortened field in Winnipeg. Did you see this debacle? Yeah, and it's even more confusing. You want to explain it first and then I'll explain why so it's confusing? So they played a game in Winnipeg. It was yeah. like the first game in Canada in decades. Mm-hmm. And the field had like... The first NFL game. NFL game. In- well, actually, that's not true. Because Buffalo plays in Toronto every once in a while. Sad. Sad. We didn't even have to wait till the break for Tyler to tell you you were <laughs> wrong. You. I could just tell you you were wrong right now. Oh, I'm glad that we could get back to this. Go ahead. So anyway, your your point on Winnipeg. There was like a huge a. patch of grass that uh, sod that came out in the end zone, and so they right. shortened the field to 80 yards. You know what the irony of that is, right? What? Canadian football is a it's bigger field. Yes. Yes, they and made yet, it even smaller. Well, the NFL went there and got a smaller field. So um, Packers coach Matt LaFleur was... They're really not, flustered by this whole Canadian when, when there's been a football game in Canada. ...was yeah. not happy and uh, decided to sit 33 players for the game. Uh, so I got a question for you about Who that. played? What's the difference? Nothing. That's, really? Uh, they don't put Did it Did anybody in notice? Probably not. If, if you had not mentioned that and it hadn't been mentioned on whatever broadcast they decided to mention on, would anybody have noticed... Probably not. As long as there were eleven guys showing up on each side it of the just ball, really weird. It could have been. It could have been the bus driver. It just looked really weird for them to have the pylons at the ten yard line. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so odd to look at. It's Canadian football. Eh? Uh, I'm gonna go to your wheelhouse. Uh, yeah. Tom Brady tried to trademark a name. Tom Terrific. It oh, didn't, it we're, didn't, go, we're going to our legal segment. It huh? didn't go very well. Yeah. Could you tell me what happened here? It doesn't work. <laughs> he did. Well, he that did. was profound. I'm glad he, I threw it to he, you. He didn't get the trademark. The problem is, look, I'm for players being able to brand themselves because I think that people take advantage and use their names for monetary purposes, and they shouldn't be able to do that. But Tom Brady <laughs> was wrong to try to do Tom Terrific because I am old enough to remember the, the original, original Tom, Tom Terrific, who is Tom Seaver. So... I don't know how that works, but I think that it's too common for that to be um, trademarked. But can we please You talk? mentioned common All right. to be trademarked. No, I didn't use the word stupid, but I'm going can to. Go ahead. Can you trademark the word the? No. No, you cannot trademark the Now, okay, the I word want you to put your... The. I want and you and to, by the way, that's not how they say it. They say the. the. I want you to put your I hate Ohio State because I'm a Michigan guy aside. No, I'm not doing and it. I want you to look at <laughs> this. There is no way that comes out of my body. I, I want you to tell me the actual ability 
to trademark the word the. Separate from you the fact cannot, that it's Ohio State. You cannot trademark one of the most common words you, you in the it. English language. <laughs> so You just can't. What are they going to do? If they trademark the, that word, then what are they going to do? Would you, that, that means you try doing a sentence without using the word what the. What would your reaction be if somebody came to you and they wanted, At Michigan to, trademark, they wanted to trademark the word the? What would you say as a lawyer? I'd I'd ask how much of a retainer you're giving me first. <laughs> You'd give them your billable hour. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, if they say, look, I'll give you $10 million, try to get this thing through. I'm all for it, but I'm going to be laughing. But since you're not getting paid, you're totally I I, I did like Michigan's response, which was that they were going to try to trademark the word of. <laughs> so universe of Michigan. Oh. I mean, come on. What is the point in that? I don't know, man. I, that's Big Ten school. Apparently, they don't teach ip in ohio state law school all right the, uh, and, all, and here's all so, right here's the other thing no you you got me started <laughs> now i'm allowed to go i get it you don't like no ohio they state. they call themselves the ohio state university nobody, as, no, as, no nobody cares no well that's though they do the the fact of the matter is they're, they're trying to they say the because they want it to mean it's the only it's not. There are lots of Ohio State universities. So it's really smart branding by them. It's uh, it's just stupid. Well, that's because it's Ohio State. If it was somebody else, you wouldn't think it was stupid. I, I hate to tell you, I, I wouldn't be rambling on like this. But Rutgers but it, says they're the state university. <laughs> People do that all the time. It's not surprising. You just yeah, can't. But here's Ohio the problem state. with Rutgers. Outside of New Jersey, people don't know what state Rutgers is in details if you go to the midwest they have no idea where rutgers is i did go to the midwest people had no idea where rutgers was exactly i'm from rutgers where it's the only it's the i believe it's the only state that does not have a school that's called the and then the state university well right that's why they have their subline the state university of new jersey yeah because everybody gets to that part Miami. I haven't seen that in the logo. College football is going to kick off this weekend uh, miami is going to play you, you left off kenny stills did. Why? I, by accident. Yeah. Completely by accident. So, okay. Do you think that this is appropriate? <laughs> Kenny Stills has had his. You, you're really having memory issues. Issues <laughs> caused. It's all the gambling talk. Got me flustered. My, <laughs> my mom, mom learned something new about me today. I'm all thrown off now. <laughs> mom, can't, can't do a mom, radio show. do not text Jason during the show. I can't follow right. along now. Yep. I'm all messed up. All right. So Kenny Stills has had his issues with the owner of the Miami Dolphins. Who is not Crosby. Uh, for holding Nash. a fundraiser with the president, saying yeah. that it doesn't align with his mission. Mm-hmm. Been a lot of criticism. Jay-Z struck a deal with the NFL, uh, Kaepernick. and What is he doing? I don't know. Does anybody understand what Jay... And I'm not saying politically. Like, What is say, the deal? To hear Kaepernick and others say that he's providing them cover. That's not no, what he but that, believes. But that's that not what I'm doing. asking. What is jay-z doing i don't know like what what is what is the the deal that he has with the nfl something with the nfl thanks well you should have done your research before you you're, came you're, here. you you are you a know, crack reporter you should know not to ask me these questions without prepping for them beforehand sorry so anyway i, I was prepared i think to i'm s- talking to you before the show <laughs> you don't even want to talk to me on the air <laughs> so miami dolphins coach brian flores defending his decision to play eight consecutive jay-z songs during <laughs> tuesday's practice after kenny stills expressed disdain about the partnership over social justice. well but he he said that there was a motivational reason for doing it and i believe that why would a coach go out of his way to annoy one of his players what he said he was doing was he was trying to to show him that you need to 
you need to put away outside distractions and that he wanted him to be able to focus on it. Now, he created an outside distraction by doing it, but that was not his intention. It was just not well thought out. Just not well thought out. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh-huh. Miami, Florida kickoff this weekend, the 150th college football season. Florida's ranked number eight game at a neutral site in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Are you going to watch? Yes. Did you it's college football, dude. I have a friend who uh, is an alum of Miami, and he's yeah. going with uh, his brother-in-law, who's a Florida alum. So they got tickets through By Florida. the way, have they trademarked the U? Would you stop? Uh, no, I'm asking you. I don't know. Oh, that's right. I didn't ask you before the I show. I don't know. Okay. You right. know not to ask All me right, things fine, that I don't prepare whatever. for. So he's going to the game this weekend. Thankfully, they got through. How much is he paying for? Well, they got tickets through like the being boosters and okay. like regular prices, but yeah. apparently the secondary market's like seven hundred bucks a piece. I don't for get tickets it. Right now, it's it's a, it's a for, first game of the year. It's well, not a bowl game. It's the first time they've played since two thousand thirteen. Right. So it's kind of a Florida rivalry. Mm-hmm. So they'll get into it. It is a, it is a big rivalry down there. It is, and mm-hmm. they're bringing it back. So, but it'll be in Orlando at a neutral site. They're going to go back to home and home. I think in twenty three and twenty four. It's like, not really a neutral site, though. No, yeah, I mean, I you, like seeing games at be, the swamp. And I, games I, at, I would be willing to bet you that it's it's going to be seventy thirty Florida fans. Well, probably because Florida's got the better team. No, not just that. I I, th- I think it's closer. I mean, look, I I was at the uh, the uh, I think it was the whatever bowl they have the Citrus Bowl that they have in Orlando. When it, of course it was Michigan versus Florida. Florida travels well. And they're not traveling. That so far. I'm going to stick with Michigan, and I'm giving yeah. you a chance. So I told you about a story that I saw with Jim Harbaugh making comments about uh, <laughs> his dislike of the SEC and the recruiting process. And your response was, "The person who wrote that's going to be on the show with us next week. So okay. why don't right. you tell me the story and who's going to come <laughs> on and join us? <laughs> or we could wait till next week. But <laughs> tell but me about it. Har- Harbaugh has apparently made some statements about the SEC coaches and whether it's hard to compete with the SEC. Um, or it's hard to beat the cheaters, as it was said. Here, here's my tiny violin that I'm yeah. playing for Jim Harbaugh, who spent the sixth most amount of money on recruiting last well, year. Well, but wait, the the difference is, and I'm not. Uh, this is not, and I'm not saying this, this is point not, is not valid. Well, see, that's that's the thing. The, the problem. Uh, he is the, an imperfect messenger to carry that message. Yes, uh, but I think uh, look, is, that, is that delicate enough? No, I don't want to go you after can, your no, you guy. No, you could say you can, look. Michigan. It's it's not my guy. I know you're I mean, not a fan. Yeah, I mean, we, we you like to, Michigan, not the coach. <laughs> no, I don't dislike him. I, I just I, I'm not. I don't think that what he said was wrong. Uh, for years, I thought that the SEC does have an advantage. First of all, they have an advantage just because by region. Okay, it, player more yeah, players want to go to warm weather. In New Jersey at Rutgers, or you can go down to. Any team in the SEC? Don't Where you, are you going? don't you do marketing for New Jersey? I do. But okay, well then everybody should want to come to the Garden State, they right? Should, but I don't right. have like some of palm the trees. No, I don't have palm trees. Yeah, but you have the shore, right? But, but so the author of this story, John Bacon, is, is coming is coming on, and he's going to talk about his new book that's that's actually coming out that next week. So so it'll be cool to have him on. But but back to the point, the, the SEC does some things like. I don't know if you've heard it, gray shirting. So they'll they'll have their maximum number of recruits that they're allowed, scholarship athletes. And then they bring in these other guys who are not really on scholarship but somehow end up being on scholarship because a certain number of players wash out or transfer, stuff like that. And it's just not right to do that. Now, as a player, I'm not sure why you would want to do that. 
it just doesn't make sense to me. But I, I don't have the mentality that an athlete does. Just like I never understand how how a school gets three of the top quarterbacks in any given recruiting cycle. But we'll talk more about it next week when yeah. we have him join us. I want to talk baseball in a minute, but before we get there, Uh-oh. breaking uh, news. No, I want to oh. I want to talk about Steph Curry. All right. uh, he is funding not Sixers. We're gonna talk Warriors. He is okay. funding the Howard University golf team with mm-hmm. an endowment, uh, with a scholarships for the next six years that would create a men's and women's golf team at Howard, and then allow them for to create an endowment to make at it Howard sustainable. University. I think that's pretty cool. We talk a lot about the platform that athletes are using. He apparently went to Howard to see a movie, got into a conversation with a student there. And it led him to thinking about. Yeah, I'm taking him to a movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> if he's gonna give, if he's gonna give me millions of dollars, I'm taking him to a movie. I'm gonna try and get him for an interview on the show. You're gonna try and get him to take you to dinner. <laughs> I just, I don't get it, Jeff. But I, again, I think it's cool. We talk. You see all the negative stories about athletes. Here's a guy who's putting his money where his mouth is. He's giving everybody the opportunity to have the same thing, and he has used golf as a vehicle to advance himself personally and professionally and wants to make sure that that students there have the same opportunity. And I think that's pretty cool. I agree with you. I mean, I was I was a little confused at first when I heard the story because I was like, why aren't why isn't he starting a team at Davidson they where, have where he went? Yeah. And it turns out Howard, that they already Howard had one. didn't have a golf team. And the, yeah, and, and the, I didn't know the, the story backstory. came about. He um he went to to Howard to see a movie uh, that was showing and one of the students there came up, said, let's play around at golf. Uh, they never got to play, and what he found out was the student had turned down golf scholarships from other schools to go to Howard where they didn't have a golf team, and that kind of stuck with him, mm-hmm. and so he wanted to give other people the opportunity. I just think it's pretty cool, good on him for going out there and using his platform for something good. Hasn't he always? I, I don't understand. Look, I'm, not, has, a, I'm not a Warriors don't fan. Always. I don't really understand. I never understand like the haters of somebody like Steph Curry. Have you ever heard like Steph Curry do anything that you wouldn't admire just a, a regular citizen. No, for. but like it's the same thing with LeBron and like they. they well, I get, I get. Uh, look, I, I don't get the LeBron. He's a. I, he's I'm not a, a LeBron parent. hater. He's built himself. I think into off a the court he a, does everything, but he he's not a great teammate. Again, on we're the court. not talking about the player on the court. We're talking about. Well, the, I'm talking about the both. person off the court. I'm talking about both. Like I don't get hating Steph Curry in any any walk of life. Even on, he doesn't seem like a bad teammate either. No. No, he doesn't. So it just kind of baffles me. Is your son going to get the black and white uniforms no, I'm not paying uh, for or it. all black uniforms this weekend from the Phillies that they're wearing? In case wearing? he's listening, I'm not paying for it. Uh, so he's got to get it himself? Yeah, does he, does uh-huh. he know that? Yeah, I think he knows that. So Bryce Harper won't be in the lineup. Hopefully his wife is having their baby. He's on the paternity list. Yeah, he kind of had a lame name on anyway. What was his name on? Oh, I think it was just Harp. You're like offended by people that don't have no, no. Nicknames. Come Did on, you have a cool you're, you're exaggerating. Your name is Jeff Cohen. Did you have a cool nickname? No, but I sucked as an athlete. <laughs> so why would I have a cool nickname? <laughs> uh, so Bryce Harper will be out. Mikel Franco will be back. They lost two of three at home against the Padres. Wasn't he Compa M or Compa F? I hope they have his jersey yeah. ready. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. He's Maybe gonna... he could wear last year's. Hope he can get to Miami yeah. in time. It won't Lee be the, the drab black on black jersey. They won two in a row from Boston. They're doing it with smoke and mirrors in the bullpen. Uh, bullpen went seven and a half scoreless innings in the two games. They threw five and a half in relief of Drew Smiley yesterday. Mike Marin has turned out to be a, a pretty good pickup. He's pitched scoreless ball in 11 of 13 appearances after being plucked from waivers. I mean, 
You know, people want to give Klintak a hard time. His whole bullpen that he assembled has gone on the injured list. He has found arms and pieced it together to, to put I, something out there. I, I'm just going to throw this out there. I think that if Gabe Kapler had not been the manager, that if there was a different pitching coach, hitting coach, manager, that we wouldn't be talking about whether Matt Klintak was a good GM or a bad GM. So are you on the bus for playoff push this week or off the bus for playoff push? I'm still, you were I'm, off I'm, the bus two weeks ago when yeah, I asked you. I still. Uh, look, by the way, the Phillies did send out my email today asking if I wanted to buy my playoff tickets. <laughs> <laughs> did you respond? Um, are they going to be good for anything? Not yet. <laughs> um, but I, I'm on the bus for Charlie Manuel, uh, and I'm on the bus that there's this reversal of fortune because, and I don't know how this is going to go throughout the whole system because keep in mind, hey, Malley wasn't just the hitting coach for the Phillies. He was running the whole hitting show for the minor leagues. I mean, they were supposed to implement his philosophies throughout the system. And if you look at people like Alec Bohm, who basically has resisted a lot of this Alec stuff. Alec Bohm's a C-ball, hit-ball guy. Right, he's and, not a. Well, so is Charlie. Yeah. I mean, and Char- Charlie said, "I coach, so I, I coach Harper. hitting. I don't coach walking." So is Harper. So here's my problem: Why, if Charlie Manuel's motto is "I coach hitting, I don't coach walking," why are you taking your second best hitter and putting him at the top of the lineup? You mean the guy so that, that people want to trade now? Apparently, yeah. Let's let's you know let's. Where do these things come from? Because people overreact. To everything in sports, like I get it, Hoskins he is, has struggled. He is struggling, he's a but but why is he struggling? Do we know why he's struggling? Is is he injured? I don't think so. It, has he have they screwed with his head enough with all of this information? Which is part of the problem, as they said, that Malley was shoving too much information. And I I'll, I'll just relate this. Kapler to, admitted that weeks ago when he said, even before he fired Malley, mm-hmm. that we've given them too much. We're going to scale it back and just yeah. But then he then he said the the players really love Malley. Well, it was all in the I same didn't statement. I believe that. Oh, so you believe the first part, but not the second part. I think it was inadvertent honesty. <laughs> I, I, I think Harper Harper's turnaround is two things. One, he always starts off slow and heats up towards the end of the year. That's just the way he has always been. And second, they were trying to mess with his swing. And you, you just can't do this. I could tell you the worst thing that ever happened to me playing golf, and I am not a good golfer. Is when <laughs> was that you played golf? No, is is taking lessons because it, anyone who takes lessons will tell you that wh- after you finish a lesson, the next round of golf, you stand over the ball forever. You're going, okay, I got to work on this. I got to do this. I got to do this, and and it drives whoever you're playing yeah, with you're crazy. You, yeah, because you're trying to change. You can't change too much. You're talking about years of muscle memory. Swinging a bat, throwing a ball, swinging a golf club is all muscle memory. It's the reason that Tim Tebow wasn't be able to become a, a traditional quarterback because Urban Meyer did not have him throwing the right way through college and that he had done it so many thousands of times that your body has a muscle memory and it's hard to change that. You're asking players to change their swing. You can change little things at a time. You can't change everything. And so I don't know if Reese Hoskins is salvageable this year but I don't know how he's salvageable putting him at the top of the lineup to walk every once in a while. That's, you know, Kapler has 
gotten more fidgety with the lineup the more that they've struggled. In the first part of the season, they had a set lineup that he didn't change no matter what. And now he's kind of seems like he's grasping. And, to and can we keep Franco up here? Can, I, I don't now, think now so. Now that he's up, <clears throat> what what do we need Sean Rodriguez for? Tell me, tell me what the benefit is to having Sean Rodriguez over Mikel Franco at third base. I've the same question, and I don't understand. Put Kingery it. back in center field. So you, you would put Kingery in center field over Hazley? I'd put Hazley in left. You put Hazley in left. Yeah. You wouldn't have... Um, who do you want? Well, who would you put out in left field now? Hazley. And you just keep him out there, and you're yes. fine with Hazley... Kingery and Harper is your outfield yep. with Frank. I still don't understand mm-hmm. why Cesar's in the lineup. Anyway, uh, they, well, we, everybody hates on on Cesar, and I'm not a huge fan. I because don't hate he, on he, Cesar. He has never seen a first pitch he doesn't like. I don't hate on Cesar. But, He's taking up the spot that Kingery should be playing. I don't understand why we continue to try. I heard the other day on the radio, oh, trade Hoskins yeah. so you can bring Bohm up and move him to first base. Why can't we just let anybody play the position they play? Why do we have to move people around all the time? I get optionality. I get all that stuff. Kingery is a sh- second what, baseman. Wait, wait. So then, so who's at third? Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, why? Why the, would the, you move the Bohm to said, first? The person who said that said that you would trade Hoskins for a starting pitcher, right? Move Bohm to first and sign a third baseman. Oh, that sounds easy. That was their rationale right. of of how you do it. Uh, okay. First of all, I don't see a third baseman out there. Same problem they had last year. Hey, m- maybe what you do is it, uh, look. I don't think you get rid of Reese Hoskins, but if you buy the whole Reese Hoskins is going to get us some some guy to go next to Aaron Nola. Okay, fine. Let's let's play that out. You have Alec Boehm, leave him at third, and he has become a very good defensive third baseman. And uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe you bring Austin Listy up as a first baseman, you, or you bring Derek Hall, who was just named the Eastern League All-Star for, as, at the position. Maybe I bring him up. I saw you arguing with people online who want to bring Alec Boehm up later this season, who want to bring Spencer Howard up when the rosters expand. Well, you're Spencer Howard, you have no shot of that happening. He already had some arm issues earlier this year. He's not going. They're not bringing him to the major leagues. Alec Bohm is a has already jumped three levels in his first professional season. This is his first season. Okay, last year he was drafted and he played a handful of games. He has been successful at three levels, two of which are single A, then double A, and and people are comparing his stats to whoever's playing third base in any given game for the Phillies. You cannot compare the statistics of somebody hitting at double A to somebody in the major leagues. Double A is a fastball league. You have to get to triple A to learn whether or not you can hit off speed. Do you stuff. think he goes to triple A either this season? Like I don't no. see the point of him going no. this season at this, this point. Redding's in a playoff race. Th- there's one week left, one and a half weeks left in in the minor league season, and Redding is about to make the playoffs. So, does so he, what's the does point? He skip triple A next year and start with the Phillies then? No. You, you well. Would- Let's see what the offseason holds. I I assume that they'll probably send them out. I don't think they've announced the Arizona Fall League yet. Um, it's earlier this year, so I don't know if the Phillies make the playoffs, if they're even going to be able to do that. But we'll see what is offseason. I think they'll bring them into Major League Camp. Phillies open a three-game series against the Marlins. They're 6-7 and seven against the Marlins this season, the only team in the NL East to have a losing record against them. So, th- so they, they did well against the Cubs and the Red Sox, and now – this is the frustrating part. If they don't win them all against the Marlins, it should be frustrating. The Mets passed them last night. They're now ahead of them. They continue. Well, that's been going back and forth. They continue to play good ball. 
Yeah. Any last thoughts before we say goodbye, Jeff? Say something good. Go see the women's team. Let's get it to 70,000 next week. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.